The following is a recording of the Dharma Family Service for the Southern Alameda County Buddhist Church on June 5th, 2022. Oh, 
Thank you. Let's read the Jodo Shinshu Creed 1 in English. You'll find that on page 12 of your pink book. 
Jodo Shinshu Creed One. Entrusting the vow of the Buddha and reciting the sacred name, I shall proceed through the journey of life with strength and joy. Revering the light of the Buddha, reflecting upon my imperfect self, I shall strive to live a life of gratitude. Following the teachings of the Buddha, discerning the right path, I shall spread the true Dharma. Rejoicing in the compassion of the Buddha, respecting and aiding one another, I shall do my best to work towards the welfare of society. Namo Amidabutsu. Sensei will now give the Dharma message for the students today. Good morning, everyone. Hope everybody's doing well today. Uh, nice and overcast, so nice and cool. Good day to be going jogging. Uh, later today, uh, the Junior Y in Bay District is having the um, uh, beach cleanup. Uh, so I will be heading off to that, taking the family and um, uh, having a good time out there at the beach today. Um, are you guys going? Any of you guys going? Any of you guys going? Okay. All right. It's kind of far. Yeah. With gas prices, yeah, I, I understand why. Uh, so for many of you, this is a time of celebration, and I'm, I'm very happy for you guys, right? Uh, this is uh, uh, what are, you know, uh, what we've been working hard to get to at the end of the year, and I'm very uh, proud of all of you guys. So when you go off to college, I think you know you'll face many challenges. Uh, there will be many uh, new people that you will meet, and some of them will be your good friends, and some will kind of come and go, right? Uh, I think one of the things to remember about these different people you meet uh, is that every person is a unique encountering, right? Unique encountering, and whether you like that person or not whether that person likes you or not, right? Every, uh, every teacher, every colleague, every you know, person that you meet is a new encountering and a new experience, right? In Japanese, there's that phrase, ichigo ichie, right, that we use, right? Uh, this one chance, this one time opportunity, and then there will never be another one like it thereafter, right? So, but <clears throat> every encountering is a moment in which you all have the opportunity to grow from that experience, right? Uh, and this is what the Buddha Dharma teaches us too as well. Actually, the Buddha Dharma teaches us that those encounterings don't end with just college. It goes on throughout your life, right? Uh, and and uh, every moment after life uh, is a new encountering uh, as well. So even the people that will be uh, friends with briefly, right? Maybe you became their acquaintance through class or through some social club, right? Uh, these are all people who will teach you many things about uh, who you are, right? And and uh, and uh, there, it is a very rare opportunity to meet these people. So please treat it as such, even though they might not do so. Uh, it is important for us as Buddhists to treat each moment like a unique opportunity. So some of you might stay involved with temple activities, uh, but the more common case is that during your young adult you know, time, you will leave off, right, and not come back to the temple for a while, right? I did that myself, so, okay, so there's no, don't feel bad about this, okay? Uh, um, but during college, right, it's your time to kind of venture off and, and go off on your own. And so um, as a parent, but also as, you know, uh, as a minister, too, um, um, you know, I can't tell you to force you to stay here at the temple, right? Uh, it's kind of like a, you know, like satellite, you know, that goes around the planets, you know, like it goes around this planet, and then hopefully someday 
you'll, you'll see the benefit of coming back to the temple and then uh, you'll uh, make your way back to the temple, right? And so um, that's kind of how I see um, when, when the students go off to college, right? That it's this satellite that goes around the planet uh, and then makes its way back, hopefully, right? Hopefully. But, you know, um, one of the things that I do kind of want to uh, let you know, because this is going to be probably, for your seniors, one of your last uh, services for a while, right? For a while. Uh, and so uh, maybe out in Davis, there's the Sacramento Temple, or maybe, you know, if you San Jose, there's San Jose Temple, right? But, uh, but it might be uh, a, a while before you come to have another service. So I want to uh, leave you with a poem that um, was uh, written, uh, and I'm going to read the Japanese first, and I'm going to read the English, okay? So it was written by a person, by this person, by the name of Sakamura Shinmin, um, and the title is Subete wa Hikaru, okay? Subete wa Hikaru. So in Japanese, the, the poem goes as follows. 光る、光る。全ては光る。光らないものは一つとしてない。自ら光、光らないものは他から光を受けて光る。Okay? So what that means in English is, uh, so Sakamura Shinmin in this poem entitled Everything Shines, right, is the following. Shine, shine. Everything shines. There is not a single thing that does not shine. For those things that are not able to shine on their own, they receive the light from others, then shine. Right? So Sakamina Shimin adds to this that even the brilliant light of the sun, which the moon receives then reflects, helps to remind him of the indescribably close relationship that he has with the Buddha. So um, this is from a book uh, that, that I took. Um, and so um, it reads that, it explains that everything shines. Right? There's not a single thing that does not shine. For those that do not shine, they receive light from that which does shine. Even the moon, even the moon, right? Uh, it, uh, something that does not give off light on its own is reflecting the light of the suns and it shines brightly, right? The, the moon itself shines brightly, right? So when you think about it, let's say even in our hearts, uh, it, uh, when, when we're down and we're possibly feeling kind of blue, when we are feeling dark, if we come to the temple and receive the Buddha's great compassion, in other words, the Buddha's light, we will be reminded that we too are shining. We shine all the time, but we just don't realize it, right? We just don't realize it. Where else are you going to find a teaching like that? Right? In other teachings, in other religions perhaps, there's always a condition, right? Yeah, you shine, but you have to first um, believe in this deity. Yeah, you shine, but you first have to chant this sutra a thousand times over, right? Yeah, you shine, but you have to donate to the temple, right? Or something like these, right? These are the things that, that they say. There are always conditions that are placed. In this religion, in this tradition, you shine regardless, right? And it is the Buddha Dharma that teaches us this. And this is why we need the Buddha Dharma in our lives. Every one of us is shining. We just don't realize it. And we talked about this a few weeks ago, about the onaijing. Why is it gold? Everything is gold, right? Everything is gold because it is symbolizing that everybody before the eyes of the Buddha is equal. There is no discrimination in the pure land, in onaijing, in the onaijing, right? In the eyes of the Buddha. So in the same way then, all of us are shining. We just don't realize it yet. And so when we reflect on the Buddha Dharma, and when we uh, are away from the temple and we are feeling down, 
let us reflect on the Buddha Dharma and the Buddha's teachings because the Buddha's teachings will tell us that we shine in our lives, okay? So with that, I would like to say good luck to you. Um, and, and for those of you who will be coming back to Temple in the, in the fall, um, to have a great summer. Uh, but uh, if we don't see you for some time, just remember this, this poem about everybody uh, shining, okay? I'd like to end with that. Thank you very much. Please join me in Gashou. Namo Amida Namo Amida Namo Amida Okay, thank you very much. Please join me in Gasho. Bodhisattvas of the Buddha lands in the nine other quarters, likewise go to pay homage to Amida. Shakyamuni Tathagata has taught in verse the praise of the Buddha's immeasurable virtues. Namo Amida Namo Amida So I'm just going to jump right into it. Uh, in our tradition of Buddhism, we often say that uh, the pure land lies in the Western quarter. Okay, Saiho, Saiho is, the, is the Japanese phrase in the Western quarter. So in Mahayana Buddhism, in our, uh, we are part of the Mahayana school of Buddhism. Um, there are these kind of, there are many Buddhas, right? And, and explains that there are many Buddha lands or what are called pure lands. So there's many, many of these pure lands. And in this um, domain, in this Buddha land, there is a Buddha that kind of stands and watches over this, this Buddha land that the Buddha has created. So in the similar fashion, Amida Buddha has created the pure land, which lies in the Western quarter and watches over this, this domain and, and, uh, and welcomes all other people into this domain. And so why is Amida Buddha, it's not just Japanese culture is many other cultures, Vietnamese culture, Chinese culture, uh, Korean culture. Why uh, is Amida Buddha the, um, the, the supreme or considered the, the higher of all the other Buddhas? Or why is there so much focus on this Buddha? And it's because um, in the other Buddha lands, as I mentioned in the earlier Dharma discussion, um, there is a condition that is placed on everybody or on the people who are born there, right? Uh, you have to be um, this kind of person. You have to do these kinds of practices. You have to be moralistic in this kind of sense. But in Amida's Pure Land, both the sentient being or the what we call in Japanese, the bombu, the person with blind passions, attachments, and the sages alike are both welcomed into Amida Buddha's Pure Land. And so this is why Amida Buddha's Pure Land is considered to be the most kind of exquisite, the, the highest in, 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 in virtues uh, amongst all other Pure Lands, okay? So this is kind of the understanding in, a, in, a, in the sutras of why uh, it is explained as such. So for us then, you know, how are we to kind of uh, understand this? You know, what is the significance of the Pure Land for us? Uh, why do we call ourselves Pure Land Buddhists? Okay, so we call, we say the words Jodo Shinshu, right? Jodo Shinshu, if you translate that into English, is Pure Land Buddhists, right? So what is the significance of this? And so what is it, you know, isn't the Pure Land then kind of like a heaven? What's the difference between these two, right? Uh, so I like to kind of talk about that today, okay? So first of all, the Pure Land is a depiction of truth, right? That transcends our notion of space and time. So in other words, the Pure Land is a depiction of truth. It's a depiction of truth. Much like Amida Buddha, right? Who is not a physical being and not a God and not a deity. Uh, Amida Buddha is described with human-like qualities, right? But this is so that we can understand what truth is, right? Because truth is, is, is beyond 
our our parameters, our scope of what we can understand, right? Uh, and so uh, truth is beyond this. And then pure land is described as a place beyond our understanding of what truth is. That might be kind of difficult to understand. So I'm gonna to try to give you an example to help explain this in a straightforward way. Imagine that in your life, you were exposed to only vanilla ice cream, strawberry ice cream, or chocolate ice cream, okay? Only these three ice creams are, you're exposed to in, this, in, in your entire life, right? And so maybe some days you're gonna have chocolate, maybe other days you'll have vanilla, right? Some days you might be, be a little adventurous, try a little bit of each three, right? Neapolitan, right? I think that's what they call it, all right? <laughs> but this is all you know, right? Until you talk about this with a friend, let's say, and then your friend kind of looks at you with a weird face and says, you do know that there's more than three flavors, right? That there's, there's other flavors, right? To which you're kind of like, what? And then so your friend takes you to Baskin Robbins, right? And so at Baskin Robbins, there's all kinds of flavors, right? And you're blown away as to all the different flavors. You're floored. You're over, overflowing with joy to, to the different kinds of ice creams that there are. You, you cannot at first understand what this is, what this what this place is, right? That, 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 that is beyond your scope of understanding at first, right? And so this is what it's kind of like, right? The, the pure land, in, in a sense, is this, is Baskin Robbins, right? It, it is beyond this, it is truth that is beyond the scope of what we can understand, right? So, um, The pure land is this Baskin Robbins. And when we think, you know, everything there is to the world is what is presented to us right before us. Um, that is not the whole understanding of truth, right? Um, especially in today's day and age, where we all have lost kind of our ability to imagine right, things, right? We tend only to believe what is physically pr presented to us. And that is a very limited way of looking at things, right? Um, and this is why I believe people today are, are most fearful of the issue of death more than ever before. Um, and it, it's because of um, this focus on this life right now. What is, there's too much attachment to this life right now that is going on, right? You know, one of the common phrases, I'm digressing a little bit, but um, if I may, there is one of the, the common phrases that's, that's the end phrase right now is the here and now the here and now, or be in the moment, right? Be in the moment, right? Then we say this, we, we hear this a lot, right? But do we know what this actually really means? In Buddhism, the, when, we, when we talk about the here and now, it is important, the here and now is very important, but there's also the phrase sanze in Japanese. Sanze means, refers to the three times. And these three times refer to the past, it refers to the present, and it refers to the future. And if we don't acknowledge these three and understand these three, we can never fully understand here and now. We can never fully understand and appreciate being in the moment. The past means then our karmic actions that we have created, our karmic history. Okay? The future is uh, what, what lies after we pass away, right? This understanding of what happens to us after we die. What does Buddhism say about the pure land and, and the afterlife, right? When we understand these three times, then we can understand the here and now. But today's mainstream kind of media, popular culture, only talks about here and now, right? They, what we call habuku in Japanese, but they, they take out the past and they take out the future. 
they call this baloney, right? Because it's not what's uh, scientifically provable, right? But the thing about it is, if we don't respect where we come from, right? And if we don't respect and try to understand where we are going, we cannot understand this present moment right now, right? And so um, um, it, it really gets me going when I hear this phrase here and now in the moment. Like, Do you know what you really mean by that? You know, that's kind of what I want to, uh, what I want to say, right? It's, it's not just a kakoi hyogen. It's not just to sound cool, right? It's, it's to really understand the three times, okay? But I digress. So the, this Pure Land is Baskin Robbins. I'd like to return to this because uh, this Baskin Robbins shows us truth that is much more than just we can, what we can understand. But we have to give this truth some kind of you know, concrete qualities. So in the case of Amida Buddha, we give it anthropomorphic features. In other words, human-like qualities, right? Has a hand, face, you know, uh, uh, you know, body just like ours. Or we can give it uh, physical properties like a place, such as the Pure Land, all of the adornments. Everything is gold. There's immaculate uh, 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 things that are hanging from the, 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 the covering here, right? Um, let's see what else, flowers, sweet fragrance of the incense, lights of the wisdom, right? These are all uh, qualities of the pure land, right? And so they're all depicting what this uh, truth is, right? So um, the pure land represents this truth and resolves all of our concerns of life. The concerns such as, you know, what happens to us after we die, right? What is the significance of life? All of these things is what's addressed in the sutras, the 48 vows. So um, both the Pure Land and Amida Buddha, as I keep mentioning, is a representation of the truth, right? You can take this literally, like, and many people have in the history of time, but we also have to remember its significance in a figurative sense as well. It represents truth that is beyond the scope of what we can understand. It is pointing to a truth that we cannot comprehend, right, but embraces us nonetheless. So you might be wondering then, you know, like, I get that Amida Buddha and the Pure Land are depictions of truth, but what does that have to do with me? Why should I care, right? Why, why, what is it, what does it matter for me to know this, right? And these are questions that you might be wondering. And so uh, in, in, I'd like to kind of present to you kind of an example of why this matters, okay? I've mentioned this in, in a, a previous, in a Golden Chain article, but I'd like to talk about it today, which is a story about, uh, that takes place in Japan with a little boy and his obacha, right? And so this little boy and the obacha always go to Otera for Omairi, right? They always go to Omairi. And then the obacha kind of uh, stays behind and the boy has to uh, go home, right? And he goes home by himself. And so every time he goes home by himself, the minister comes out to him and says to him, boy, do you know how to get home? Are you okay? You're going to be okay on your own? And so the boy would say, oh, yeah, yeah, I know my way home. It's, it's you know, not too far from here. Right? So then the minister says, okay. Right? And then the next week comes by. And then they, they come to Obanchan and the boy, little boy comes to service again. Right? And so uh, right, sure enough, when the boy goes to leave, the minister asks the boy, right? do you know your way home? Right? And then the boy says, oh, yeah, I know. Yes, I'm fine. And so this becomes a pattern. Every time that the boy and the obachan go to the otera, the minister asks this boy this. And so finally, the boy gets kind of mad, right? You know, <laughs> he knows I know how to get home. And so keep, keep asking, keep, stop, keep asking me, right? And so he goes, 
her home, right? And so that kind of ends, right? And so over time, the little boy grows up and stops coming to temple, right? An all too familiar situation, right? And um, doesn't come back to temple for a long, 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 long time. And finally, one day, he's like, maybe he's retired or so. During this time, there is some kind of connection that happens. And so he comes back to the temple, right? And as he's sitting in the hondo, just as you are right now, he's sitting and he's kind of reminiscing about all the times that he was at this temple when he was a little boy. And all of a sudden in his mind or in his heart, as we say in Japanese, his, that voice comes back up. Boy, do you know how to get home? And as soon as he hears this, he realizes what the minister was asking him the whole time. It wasn't about, does he know his way back to his house that he lived in at the time? It was asking him about, does he know where he is going after life? Does he know what this life and the meaning of it is, the significance of this life? Does he know where he's going? This is what we are being asked as well. Do you know where you're going? So that is the significance of this, of this story, right? Um, uh, that, you know, uh, we're being asked this question all the time, right? So when we ask, you know, why should I know about the Buddha and the pure land? Why, why should I come here to temple? What's the significance of this? The answer to that question is that the, te- uh, the, the, the pure land is truth, right? And truth is home. So you see right now, this life is like a dream. It is an illusion, right? We, are, we don't see the entire truth of it, right? But Amida Buddha, the pure land, the Western direction, these all, everything that you see in the Onaijing, everything that we chant, these are all signs that are telling us that truth is beyond what we can just see, but that this truth embraces us as we are. And what is even more interesting is that our lives are riddled with these signs that point us to the truth. We're just not listening to it in the right way, but it, the, the, the signs are always there. But just as the man in this story, who all throughout his life was being told to think about where his tr- home truly was, he was guided since his childhood to look to Amida Buddha and the Pure Land as his home. All of us as well are being guided right now by the Buddha and the Pure Land. Every Sunday service, when we come before the Buddha, put our hands together in Gasho, we are being told by the Buddha, welcome home. When we chant the sutras, we are reading the words of Amida Buddha saying to us, do you know where home is? When we go home and watch the Warriors game, we are being told by the world, of truth, that time is of the essence, right? We have to think about this now while we are alive, right? We don't know when this life will end. We have to think about this life now, right? And we're being asked by the world of truth, do you know your way home? Every moment in this life becomes a moment where truth is calling to us. And this is Amida Buddha's calling voice, prompting us to look in the Western direction, prompting us to tell us that we should be born in the Pure Land and to think about what this life really means. This is what Pure Land Buddhism is in a nutshell. Um, So um, 
uh, I hope you can explain this if someone asks you what this tradition is about. But no, uh, but, uh, but this is what I'm trying to explain to you in a nutshell, that uh, the, the significance of what the Pure Land is. So to the question then, I promise I'll finish very shortly. Um, is the Pure Land, is, is the Pure Land a place? The answer to that is, is a uh, yes and a no, right? It's a yes and a no. I'd like to show you something to explain this, okay? It's a globe here. <laughs> so when you go west, right? You go west, you go west, you go west, you keep going west. You end up landing, okay, let's do California then. You end up landing in the same place where you started, right? If you go west far enough. So in the same way, we say that the Pure Land is in the Western direction, but that is only to give us a place marker. The Pure Land is actually everywhere. And the reason why is because the Pure Land is truth. The Pure Land is truth itself. And there is no place where truth does not reach. So it can be a place, but it is more than just a place, right? It is truth that is beyond us. It is truth that is beyond us, but at the same time, it embraces us just as we are. And that is the significance of this religious tradition, which I hope you can remember. Thank you very much today for your time. Please join me in Gasho. Namo Amida Namo Amida Namo Amida Namo Thank you very much. あと、ご本で終わりますので、すごい終わりますので。Thank え、コロダド川の、え、水域がどんと下がっているそうです。で、その、なんでそれがわかるのかと言いますとですね、え、その岩の壁を見たらすぐわかるのですね。あの、線が入って、元々線が入ってるんですけれども、その岩に入ってる
あのフェーメンですね、飢饉や戦争が頻繁に起こっていた時で,時でした。京都は文化と宗教の中心でありながらでも、道端で死体を見かけたりすることは普通でした。えー、と鴨川ってご存知ですかね、ね鴨川がど真ん中にあの通っている川なんですけれども、そこに死体をポンと捨てたりとかしてたそうです。でまた死刑の際は川沿いで人の首を切ったりなど平気でやっていましたまた自然災害や火事がなどがしょっちゅう起きていて起きていたそうですさて目をこちらに向けてまし,向けましてアメリカを見てみますとサンフランシスコ市でも20世紀に入ると大きな地震が起きましたねこの時火事が市内に広まりました皆さんのご承知の通り、サンフランシスコの街並みは細長い家がずらっとたくさん並んでいます。そしてその家々は隙間もなくべったりひっついているわけなんですね。ですから火事が起きるともう止めようがないのですね。でそ,れそれとプラスに水がなくなってしまい、火事がもう一気に広まってしまったそうです。もう全街全体がもう全焼したそうなんですね。ですからどの時代でも人間が背負わなければならない不安はいっぱいあるのです。僕たちの時代に限ってだけではないのです。このようにお釈迦様は人間の不安ばかりで心の落ち着き,落ち着きがない状態を指して苦悩と言わざるを得ないと教えられるのです。災害や戦争といった自分のコントロールのできない状況に関しての苦しみもありますけれどもその逆はどうなんでしょうつまり自分が欲しいものが全部叶えられたらどうなるのでしょうか自分の欲しいものがいつでも手に入ったら本当の幸せというものが叶え,叶えられるのでしょうか私たち人間はそんなに簡単ではないのですね何かを得たらその次のものが欲しくなる。いい車が買えたら次にもっと高級な車が欲しくなってしまいます。いい仕事に就けば5年後にもっと給料の高い仕事を探しますよね。自分の欲しいものが叶えられたら次のもの、もっといいものを追求していきますよね。今のワイフがおってもっといいワイフが欲しいとか、いやいや、そんなこと言ったら怒られてしまう。あのまあ、そのようにね、欲しいものが手に入っても欲望を完全に満たすことができないのです。これがまた人間の愚か,な愚かなところですね。これをボンブ、真の証人がボンブというんですね。ですから、心の落ち着きがないのですね。そして、得たものがなくなる不安があるばかりで、ものがあればあるほど、それなりの不安が心の中にあるわけです。このように、欲望が満たされない状態も心を,心を不安にします。結局、災害でも戦争でも、またその逆に欲しいものが何でも得られても、すべては同じく心の苦悩、サフリングだとお釈迦様がご指摘になられるんです。人間は苦しむばかりです。それでは私たちは何をするのでしょうかす,すればいいのでしょうか先ほど子どもたちに
紹介した詩を改めて読ませていただきます。これは、えー、坂村新民さんが書かれた「すべては光る」という詩なんですけれども、以下の通りです。光る、光る、すべては光る。光らないものは一つとしてない。自ら光らないものは他から光を受けて光る。などです。私たち、ボンブは他のものを照らすことができないのです。親鸞書人が教えられたように、自分の良い行動にも、やはり自己中心的な考え方が混じっているのですね。ですから、良い行いでも、えー、この我というものがどうしても入ってくるんですね。このように、良い行いでも汚れてしまうんです。自分の心の中に何一つ清らかであるものがない。というふうに信頼承認が教えられるのです。自分のことしか考えられない。自分の都合のいいようにしか行動ができない存在です。しかし、このような自分にでも、如来様の光の働きが自分たちのところに届いている、届いており、私たちを照らしていただくのです。そして、その光を受けて、この人生をありのままに受け止めていくことができるのです。その働きの温かさに包まれていることがわかるのですね。大峰明先生という、えー、浄土真宗の有名な先生がいらっしゃるんですけれども、もう亡くなられたんですが、えー、先生は次のように説明しております。太陽の光は私たちのと,と,ところに届きますよね。しかし、太陽そのものを見てしまったら、さすがに目がつぶれますもともと光のないものに光を照らすとそのものの影がはっきりと見えますよねそしてその影ができることで影ができることでその光の働きがいかに強いかということはもうはっきりとわかるのですそれと同じく私たちは仏様の知恵というものは、えーそれを計り知ることができな,できないできないのです。これは仏様を直接見ようとすると同じことですね。しかし、その知恵が私たちボンブを、えー、照らし出すと自我の愚かさがはっきりとわかるのです。そして、さらに仏様の知恵が何のためにあるものなのか、どれほど優れたものなのか、そしてなぜ私たちのためにあるものなのかが、一気に分かります何の疑いもなく仏様の働きの意義が分かります。これを阿弥陀如来様の知恵と慈悲の働きというのです。そして照らされた自分は光るのです。そしてその時に同時に全ての主情が同じく光っていることが分かるのですね。これが念仏者の世界観であり、この人生の尊さの意味が分かる原因となります。皆さんもどうぞ今後ともお念仏の教えを、えー、弔問していき、大いに,大いに、えー、光る人生をお互いに、えー、お互い生き抜きましょう。合唱お願いいたします。ナモアミダウツ。ナモアミダウツ。ナモアミダウツ。ナモアミダウツ。浄土真宗の生活信条一つ御仏の誓いを信じ尊い皆を唱えつつ
強く明るく生き抜きます。一つ、御仏の光を仰ぎ、常に我が身を顧みて感謝のうちに励みます。一つ、御仏の教えに従い、正しい道を聞き分けて、誠の実りを広めます。一つ、御仏の恵みを喜び、互いに敬い、助け合い、社会のために尽くします。